Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is it, buddy? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 171 of the College Loop Podcast. I am Dylan Lark, at boy Tank on Twitter. And, of course, with today being February 27th, that means that we have officially begun spring, the spring season of football season as the Auburn Tigers are officially back on the field as a team practicing, looking to figure out who is going to be the starters whenever the season comes in just a few months. And by that, I mean like six months, we're about half a year away from football being back. And with that, I mean, we've had a little theme going on here where we have just been doing way too early predictions for every single thing to go on with Auburn football and I think a, a nice little a segue into the start of spring football is kind of looking at something that I've heard a lot. I think Paul Feinbaum talked about this week about Auburn, uh, an eight and four season being like overachieving for Auburn football, which I don't know if I fully believe that eight wins is the ceiling. It's definitely something that I think is very feasible because I'm going to go through the, I'm going to go through this season and kind of go through games that I kind of think are, uh, uh, certified wins, losses, and tosses, uh, if you will. But I'll just go ahead and get right into that and just get right into it. So just going to go game by game, kind of give a little like a sentence or two analysis because, of course, spring just started. We don't really know nothing about any of the teams in football. The teams you predict that predicted to be good could be bad. The teams predicted to be bad can be good. We don't know yet because spring just started. But start off with Alabama A&M. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to believe that Auburn would lose to Alabama A&M, so I'm going to go ahead and consider that a big win. Uh, that's going to be the kind of win that you don't really know what you're seeing out of your team yet, uh, no matter how impressive or uh, unimpressive it looks, because that's always the first game of the season, so you're always going to the first game jitters. Uh, so that's going to be a win for Auburn. I don't think I am I can knock on wood for that one, that, that Auburn starts off 1-0. Uh, week 2, Cal. Uh, Cal, a team that definitely got better after they played Auburn. Uh, brought in some guys from Portal, kept the running back. Uh, I think that, that could be a toss up, but with it being in Jordanair Stadium, uh, and it kind of depends on the time too. I think Auburn wins that game too. Uh, I think Auburn, and of course, I think Auburn starts off three and zero because next week is the next week after that, in week three is New Mexico uh, for homecoming. Uh, that is just a quick three and zero start to Auburn football in twenty twenty four. And then starting off SEC conference play with Arkansas on September 21st. 
I, I'm going to give that a win for Auburn as well. So your <clears throat> your fourth game in a row in Jordan Hare Stadium, four and zero. I just say Arkansas is on the downward path uh, under under Sam Pittman. I don't see it lasting much longer after this season. I don't even I don't know if Sam Pittman is going to be the coach come uh, the battle line rivalry at the end of the season or uh, like week seven, week eight, maybe. I I don't I don't think Pittman's going to be at Arkansas very long. So yeah, I think Arkansas at four and zero. And then the season kind of takes a little bit of a turn uh, as Auburn welcomes in newly SEC foe Oklahoma, who will be taking uh, one of their first trips to the new new look SEC. Uh, this game is a toss up for me. Uh, I'm kind of leaning Oklahoma right now. I think Oklahoma kind of more set in stone on what they can be and what they are. Uh, definitely <clears throat> with the starting at quarterback, I think because I think Peyton Thorne definitely going to be would be the starter in this world i'm going off of, based off of my depth chart uh i i think jackson arnold kind of has a talent over peyton thorne i don't know if he has the production quite yet but he's not very impressive in the bowl game uh was jackson arnold but i think oklahoma kind of the better team right now so i'm leaning oklahoma for that one uh so i would say auburn for season four and one and then then you go into athens in week six uh not even gonna not even going to talk about this one very much. Uh, that's going to be another loss. Uh, you got Missouri and Columbia, which a few years ago I would have said this has been a win. Not so fast. Uh, I, I do think that Missouri is very, very good. I think they're a team to definitely look out for, uh, and just not just SEC but the playoffs in general. Uh, so yeah, I think Auburn goes on a four, starts off four and zero, ends. Uh, or start ends that seven seven game stretch or the first seven games of the season four and three, uh, which isn't bad because you're you, you're play, I'm predicting a close one for the for the Oklahoma game and then you're playing two of the top teams in the country, two teams are probably going to be in the top twelve range uh, next year or this year. Uh, then you have Kentucky, another team I'm kind of meh on. Uh, I I'm leaning Auburn. On that one, and I'm hoping I'm not being too biased with this one. This game's in Lexington, so I don't think it's gonna be a. I don't believe this would ever be a blowout win for Auburn. Uh, but Kentucky, a team that did bring in a lot uh, of of portal players, uh, and almost lost Mark Stoops, uh, but kept him uh, in Lexington. I, I'm I'm kind of torn for this one. This is a game that I'm kind of like uh, Auburn should win, but do they? Uh, I think Auburn wins this game close, like very close. Uh, so five and three, and then nice little two game easy easy streak for Auburn right here uh, with Vanderbilt and ULM. Uh, Vanderbilt, I think, lost too much to be com- as competitive as they were two years ago. Uh, so that's going to be a win for Auburn, and then of course ULM, uh, another another good win for the Tigers as well. So that's seven and three uh, right off the bat, and then. These last two are tricky because I, I definitely think Auburn could have lost another game within the mix. I mean, that Kentucky game is just tough to tough for me to really predict. Uh, and but Texas A and M and Auburn uh, first year to Mike Elko, uh, <clears throat> a guy who wins uh, and uh, a guy who could really turn Texas A and M around after what Jim Fisher uh, did for the Aggies. I think. As a talent roster, I think AM has a has an edge, uh, and just with Mike Elko's defense, uh, I think it does bear trouble. So right now, I'm looking at that as a loss, 
uh, for the Tigers. And then, of course, the last game of the season, the Iron Bowl in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm chalking that one up as well. Uh, but, of course, this is pre-spring, so we don't know what this te- team is going to look like by week one. So right now I'm looking at seven and five, which I don't think is a a bad thing. I don't think it's something that Auburn fans should look at and like, oh, fire, he freeze, fire the whole staff, cut everybody from the team kind of thing. Because you're looking for steady improvement. And what's an improvement over a six and seven season? A seven and five season. Uh, Seven wins is an improvement over six. Uh, And this is something we've seen from Hugh Freeze in the past as well. Just uh, a steady improvement until, you know, he finally breaks the gap and gets over the hump over some of the opponents that you that Auburn should expect to beat uh, at, at least most of the time, really some of the time or half the time. There we go. Half the time uh, uh, that they play each other. But I, I think seven to five is a, is a quality like mid ground, but ceiling wise, I mean, there's a, there's a ceiling in the world where Auburn finishes nine and three. Uh, I, I think that, I don't think they win all of those SEC games outside. I think Bama, Bryant Denny is a place where good Auburn teams go to die, uh, or just where Auburn teams go to die in general. Auburn has not won in Bryant Denny Stadium ever, ever since. You know, an actual superhuman uh, was the quarterback for the Tigers, and of course Athens is just not a good place for for the Tigers. And then of course Missouri on a hot streak and uh, could be one of the the big boys in the SEC. So asking the answer to the question if the ceiling for eight is eight wins a season ceiling, I think I think it's nine. Uh I don't even want to say it's ten. I don't think that Missouri, Georgia, and Alabama are win are winnable right now. Of course, things will change later on. But nine and three seems like a ceiling uh floor. I think your floor is just not getting any better or worse. I think your floor is six and six. Uh, I think with losses to as I said, like Oklahoma, Georgia, Missouri, Kentucky, uh, and then of course A and M and Alabama. So in your own SEC wins being Vanderbilt and Arkansas, uh, I don't think that Bears fire the coach talk. I, I think any people anybody who thinks that you should be fired after year two uh, is stupid. Uh, very much so because I'll get into a little bit later on, but why this uh, the 2025 year is also going to be a very uh, is going to be a fun year, uh, just because of the class coming in for that one. But looking at the schedule, ceiling nine and three, floor six and six. I'm looking at seven and five, uh, eight and four wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't shock me, uh, and I, I'm definitely. Not those boog, the booging glasses that are over there. They've been over there for a while because uh, I've been waiting for the right moment to put those back on to boog about anything Auburn related. And I might do that this show. You don't know. Uh, but yeah, six and six floor, ceiling nine, nine and three right now before spring. Because I believe this, this is going to come out before the guys even walk out on the field for the first uh, day of spring practice. I think seven and five. It is a pretty good spot for Auburn football right now, especially if you can get the bowl game, that's eight wins. So uh, seven and five, not a bad start right now for Auburn football in year two under the freeze tenure. But looking at the class, 20, looking at 2024 is one thing. Looking ahead to 2025 is a whole other bag because Auburn currently has a number seven recruiting class in the class of 2025 and just added their ninth commitment to the class in Four-star defensive back Devin Williams out of Buford, Georgia. And if anyone knows who, where what Buford is, 
that is the home of the former number one quarterback in the class 2024, uh, Dylan Riola, and of course, one KJ Bolden, one of the top safeties in the class of 24 as well. And of course, Devin Williams coming in at five foot 10, 165 per 24 7. Uh, Four-star number 14 overall corner in the country, number 18 overall prospect in the state of Georgia, and just on the verge of being a top 100 player in the country. And kind of reading through his scouting report, kind of watching what he, uh, some of his highlights. Definitely, He's a very athletic uh, player. Uh, he played both sides of the ball. Uh, I read somewhere that he averaged 27 yards a catch. Uh, whenever he was wide, played wide receiver uh, on the offensive side of the ball, but defensively, uh, playing wide receiver helps. Uh, he has great uh, hand-eye coordination when it comes to finding balls in the air. Has great catches uh, that he made for interceptions and both and receptions alike. Uh, there were a lot of times where I, he kind of just put his entire body on the line to catch the ball, which is a good and a bad thing. It kind of just depends on where you are on, on the field. But uh, very, very athletic guy. Uh, I, I can in a huge pickup for the Tigers and just kind of look through the class. Devin Williams currently stands as the third best player in the class of 2025 uh, in Auburn's class 2025 uh, right behind Malik Autry, the four-star defense lineman out of Opelika, who uh, if, if I had to guess would probably be up there in probably the five-star range uh, at the end of next year. So Antonio Coleman as well, no defense lineman out of Saraland. But those guys could end up finding their way into the into the five star range. Evan Williams. Then you have Caleb Falk, the little brother of one Keldrick Falk, wanting to join his brother uh, for probably the last year that they'll be they could play together uh, before they both end up in the NFL. More than likely, uh, then you have no defense lineman Jordan Crawford, uh, no defense lineman Kalen Edwards, Ryan Gee, Hollis Davidson, and Spencer Dowland as well. So one offensive lineman, two tight ends, four defensive lineman, one edge rusher, and one cornerback in, of course, Devin Williams. So this class currently number seven in the country. And, of course, seven in the country also translates to number, at this point, number three in the SEC. So huge, huge pickup for Robert Football and getting Devin Williams. Uh, can't wait to see how he would how he develops in, uh, just in his last year in high school as well as uh, whenever he gets on the planes as well. So another huge pickup. And it's just been huge pickup after huge pickup after huge pickup uh, for the class 2025. Uh, definitely a class that if you think the, that this class finishing in the top 10 was impressive, I, I think this class could finish in the top three, maybe top two, uh, if they keep recruiting the way that they are. Uh, and I think the only thing you're you're missing a couple of things uh, in this in this class, I mean, I think you got to grab another defensive back just to add some more depth and already like great position. Get some more guys in the offensive line uh, as well. You're you're loading up at the tight end position, which is really good. Ryan Gee and of course uh, Hollis Davidson, really really good uh, pass catchers and blockers. Uh, but <clears throat> I really think you probably need to add another wide receiver or or add some wide receivers, add add another DB, add some offensive linemen, and then. <clears throat> I mean, with the, with today's climate of uh, of recruiting, kind of got you kind of got to grab a quarterback. I just kind of have one in every class, uh, and just kind of fill out fill it out. But Auburn, this class this class could definitely finish in the top three. Uh, and I don't think people uh, there, there's I don't think there's enough people talking about the fact that this recruiting class could be 
one of the best that Auburn has seen in a very long time. Uh, and that just might be me saying ever or just a very long time because I can't remember the last time Auburn finished higher than uh, three in the in the recruiting rankings. So, yeah, uh, a huge pickup for Devin Williams. Congratulations for committing to the Auburn Tigers. And with that, we are getting ready for Auburn basketball before we get into the preview of Auburn at Tennessee. Just want to go ahead and let y'all know, thank y'all for tuning into the show, whether you're watching it live, whether you're watching it later, whether you're listening on either Spotify, Podcast, Podcast, or Amazon Music. And just make sure that if you are enjoying the show, like and favorite us or five stars, whichever one that the platform you were enjoying the show on uh, takes. And also, if you are on YouTube, you can leave a comment. Leave your ceiling and floor for Auburn football in 2024. And, of course, leave your predictions for where you think this class will finish in the class of 2025 as well. And, of course, if you've done all that, there's other ways you can support the show as well. It does cost a little bit of money as in a awesome, very comfortable, feeling loopy, Warpoor Podcast Network sponsored or branded T-shirt in the feeling loopy t-shirt that comes in five different colorways. It is the most comfortable shirt you're ever going to wear in your entire life. I know I say that I, I'm just being a dead horse with that one, but I wouldn't say it so much if it were not true. This get this, this shirt comes in five different colorways. It comes in Heather Navy. It comes in black, Heather black and midnight Heather gray. Very, very nice colors on all three of those shirts. And they are again, only $25. And if you want to, to go get one, you can either go to warport.com, go to the shop, and then find it right there on the first page. Or if you don't want to type all that out, which I completely understand, uh, you just scroll down, link in the description of this video, and it'll take you right to the shirt. And there's also one at the end of the video. So if you're there at the end of the video, it's also right there is where to click on. But yeah, with that, Auburn basketball is traveling to Knoxville, Tennessee to take on the number four team in the country in the Tennessee Volunteers. Auburn by ESPN FBI standards. Sorry, just hit my mic. By ESPN FBI standards, Auburn is only favored uh, 32% uh, to win this game. Uh, Auburn potentially going into this game on Wednesday. This game comes out. This game is tomorrow uh, as the show comes out. Uh, Maybe another game without Jalen Williams, but you look back at that Georgia game, and we have been talking about it a lot about how great that team, how, how great this team looked against Georgia uh, without Jalen Williams. But Tennessee, a whole nother beast behind uh, DK Dalton Necht. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, who's averaging 20 points a game, five rebounds, two assists, shooting 40% from the three point line, uh, 47 from the field. And of course, right after that, you have Jonas Idu, who is averaging 12 and 7 a game. Uh, and then, of course, Zakai Ziegler, who has been there forever at Tennessee, averaging 10 and then also putting up 5.8 assists a game as well. So you have three big uh, heavy hitters right there scoring. And of course, Auburn has their own big three, but uh, right now it's kind of just a big two because we do not know if Jay Will would be in the game for the Tigers against. Uh, Tennessee, which, I mean, it, it kind of depends on who the starting lineup will be for that game. I think you have to go in with that same five you win against Georgia if Jay Will is not available. Because uh, right now, Chad Baker-Mazzara, the way he played against Georgia, he, he, you just cannot keep him off the off the court uh, long enough. Uh, Janai Broom averaging 16 and 8. 
just one point four away rebounds away from averaging a double double on the season. Uh, and this team that looking to get the, this win would be huge for Auburn basketball, not in just ways of getting a top five win and kind of listening yourself one of the top teams in the country and in terms of uh, seeding for the March Madness tournament. Uh, this game could have dividends that could help Auburn prepare them, prepare themselves to SEC, champ, SEC regular season champion. Uh, with this win, Auburn would move to 11 and four. Russell move Tennessee back to 11 and four. And then all you gotta do is wait, is uh, sit there and wait for Alabama uh, to see if they can lose one more too. And then all you have to do is win out and then hope those two lose. And then uh, it's, it, it sounds a lot easier than it actually is. Uh, the every single one of those teams is very, very good as well. So looking at this game, this game is in Knoxville, Tennessee, currently a favorite when the when the SEC, uh, and that also is a prediction of mine as well for Tennessee to win the SEC uh, regular season title. I don't think Auburn goes in the Knoxville, Tennessee, and gets the win. Uh, but I also don't think that Auburn goes into Knoxville and loses big. I think this might be another uh, barn burner till the end. I think Auburn uh, loses by at max like four to five. I, I think it'd be like an 80 to 75 kind of game. Uh, both these teams good defensively, both these teams good offensively. Uh, so kind of going to be hard to, to stop uh, keys to this game for Auburn. Uh, get confident. Uh, we saw what confidence did for Aiden Holloway against Georgia. So if you can keep that level of confidence, I feel like this game is in in your hands. Uh, if Aiden Holloway comes out and shoots a good against Georgia, I mean, that's that's beneficial in and of itself. Uh, scoring 15 points off of five threes is is ridiculous, especially for a guy that we've been talking about struggling uh, so, so much throughout the year. But uh, Aiden Holloway, not giving up on him, uh, and if if he can just go into this game, if Denver Jones can go into this game like he did, if Katie Johnson keeps that same level of tenacity that he had against Georgia, and of course if Chad Baker Mazzara uh, comes out like he did, uh, I think Auburn could win this game even without Jay Will. Uh, but I think that a key factor for this game is if is Auburn going to have Jalen Williams? Uh, and honestly, I'm not opposed to keeping him out keeping him out one more game just so he's make sure he is healthy because uh, the regular season title is cool, but this team is already going to March and a national championship would be very, very cool. I'm not jinxing anything. I'm just saying, but you want to be at full strength if you want even a chance to have that. And you're going to need Jalen Williams. So if you can get him healthy, that would be great uh, because you you just need it. But I, I don't think Auburn wins this game again. I, I think it's a, I think it's a close loss. Uh, and I think Auburn still has a favorable schedule after this. I think this will be the last loss of the regular season for Auburn, uh, and then it gets you – and then you still worry about the seeding of the SEC tournament, uh, who, who you're going to be paired up with uh, and, and that as well. And right now for Auburn, it's kind of looking at the SEC tournament uh, further down the line. Uh, don't look ahead. Uh, we've seen several times with this Auburn basketball team uh, just kind of strayed and looked bad in SEC uh, tournament and then did not fare well in the NCAA tournament. So not even, I don't even want to talk about that championship right now. I'm not even going to talk about that. I forgot. I, I apologize for even saying the words. 
because uh, I am just worried about this Auburn team to get through the next game and the next game and the next game. So, yeah, Auburn basketball probably going to lose. Uh, that's my prediction, 80 to 75, uh, Tennessee. And then move on to the other basketball team going on that might be going to March Madness as well. Women's hoops after taking down Texas A&M. They have two more games left of the season in Mississippi State and Florida. Uh, Florida, of course, one of the bottom, uh, of like the 10th, 11th team in the SEC right now, Mississippi State, currently at 7. Uh, so a win against Mississippi State would be huge. I've heard a lot of people say that if Auburn beats Mississippi State, that kind of cements them as a tournament team. Uh, and especially if they went out there. I, I think the resume for Auburn and, Co- and Coach J and Co. speaks for itself. Uh, they've just been lights out defensively and really starting to find their stride offensively. Uh, kind of gave LSU a scare uh, and then took down and shut down Texas A&M. So if you can go to these, this game to, uh, on Thursday – and take them Mississippi State. I think that Auburn is going to their first tournament uh, since I can't even remember back when it was. Uh, but it's been a hot minute. I I think that it's very plausible that even without these wins, that the resume speaks for itself enough. But you really need them. Uh, we'll have a full preview of that of the Mississippi State game on the Thursday show. So yeah, I think this team is a tournament team. Uh, so. I think right now it's just A&M is kind of in the way uh, kind of move, to move up Auburn a little bit, but they have to play Tennessee and Alabama up next, which not a very favorable schedule for the Aggies. And then, of course, Mississippi State has Auburn left and, of course, Missouri, which if they just split that, that's kind of feasible. And then Vanderbilt, of course, has Missouri and Georgia, which the bottom two teams in the SEC. So uh be kind of interesting if Auburn can pull out, uh, pull it out and uh, get up there in the top seven, eight uh, or six of the SEC. I think max is six, uh, but I think right now seven is kind of what you want to shoot for. Uh, but beating Mississippi State, I think definitely will pay dividends to get Auburn into the March Madness tournament in year three of the Coach J era. And then last two sports we have for today are, of course, on the diamond side of things, the Auburn baseball has a midweek tonight. They play the Sanford Bulldogs uh, tonight at six o'clock PM. Such a center time. Uh, looking at this game. I don't think it's the game. Auburn loses Sanford, not really having the best season thus far. Uh, Auburn uh, just kind of see what they uh, see who could be the, one of the reliable midweek uh, pitchers, uh, Griffin Graves. Got the win last time. Auburn had a midweek against UAB. Uh, Auburn looking to probably throw another guy uh, along those lines, trying to see Cooper McBride, Hayden Hayden Murphy, uh, Cam Tilly, Tanner Bauman, Dylan Watts, just kind of seeing what works, uh, seeing who can be reliable uh, pitchers, and see if they can move anybody to the weekend uh, to have kind of to have closers and and everything for for weekend series, but. Of course, Sanford not having the best seasons right now. Currently, four and three has played one P five opponent uh, in, in Central in uh, UCF or Central Florida, it's called that, and they got swept in that series. Uh, beat Jacksonville State though. Jacksonville State, a team that is known to give Auburn fits in in both football and uh, the baseball ranges, uh, but. I think this is the game Auburn Auburn wins. You got to have a bounce back after the Virginia loss. Uh, kind of get disrespected by media. Can't lie. Uh, 
there, there are people still ranking Auburn uh, in the bottom of the uh, like 19 to 25 range, which I think is a load of crap. Uh, and that's me not trying to sound biased or anything, but yeah, it sounds like a load of crap to me. Uh, took uh, the top 10, a top 10 team in the country down to only losing by two runs. This team deserves some respect, and I, I think they're going to get that sooner sooner rather than later. Uh, but I do think Auburn's going to take down Sanford. Uh, just nothing about the Sanford team screams uh, a, a danger, really. I think they're still a good team. Sanford always a good team in the baseball world. Uh, but I, I think Auburn just – the roster that Butch Thompson put together this year uh, has an opportunity to be special. Uh, and – I think it starts right here. I think you got to bounce back after losing to a team, get get your stride back, and then of course get ready for UConn next or this weekend as well. And you're back in Plainsman Park on uh, well tomorrow today, and back in Plainsman Park for the weekend series against UConn on Friday. So I have a preview series of those games on Thursday show as well. But I do think Auburn wins against Sanford. Can't really give you a score prediction because there's no way to properly predict baseball games uh, at all. And the last sport of the, sh- the today's show, Auburn softball welcomes in another in-state opponent in UAB. And UAB also a team not having the best season uh, thus far, kind of struggling early on, but so has Auburn. Uh, and I am saying that very nicely. Uh, but this game, and I say welcome in, I do believe this game is in Birmingham. So let me recheck that. Yes, this game is in Birmingham and on Wednesday. Uh, so, yeah, UAB not having the best season thus far. Uh, ha- have have given up a lot of runs uh, against opponents. And it, it's, it's time for Auburn to find reliable hitters outside of Amelia Lack. And I know you had some, you had some strides. Uh, against Northern Iowa uh, or SEMO, Southeastern Missouri. There we go. And uh, that's third game of the series. But then you and I came back and you only took them, you only beat them by one, which you and I, a better team than we expected. Uh, but it could also be the adverse effect of that as well. But right now you have three girls batting uh, under 300. Uh, and then it just kind of trickles around all around that. But Amelia Leck has been a very reli- been your most reliable uh, power hitter. Currently leads Auburn in home runs with five. Uh, has a 14 RBI, which also leads the team. Uh, and she has just been on a roll thus far. But Auburn really needs to find. Uh, I don't want to say it like that, but someone else to help out with with Amelia. Uh, you you got to get some more. You got to get the ball. Uh, you got to get the ball down. You got to get some RB, more RB. You got to get some more hits, uh, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I know it's like me preaching to the choir. Get more hits. Get more runs. Win, win by more. But you've been struggling lately, uh, and that you and I get both the you and I games were pretty evident of that. Uh, you had uh, one bad, you had one bad inning against you and I in that first first meetup of the of last week's uh, tournament, not tournament weekend. Uh, words are hard. Uh, it's college loop after dark, by the way. So words are words are even more hard uh, at at night. Uh, so uh, Maddie Penta had a great weekend last week. Uh, you're going to be looking at girls like Emma Rolf, Annabelle Weidra to kind of take over uh, the midweeks. Uh, you and you're really going to need that. And you, of course, you have so many other reliable pitchers uh, to help out. 
I, I'm trying to remember the last. There's been so many. Uh, I'm trying to remember the one who was there for the last midweek, but the schedule currently is not helping me out. So, uh, Milena Tabora, uh, she had a, a a very good outing whenever she first got in, and I, I think this would be a game for Emma Rolf to really step up and uh, and show out uh, just to show uh, that Auburn sh- truly is one of the deepest in, in the country in terms of uh, in terms of their pitching rotation. So I think Auburn wins this game. Uh, I think it's just because UAB is struggling. I think uh, it kind of goes in the same path as as Auburn baseball, uh, just playing a struggling midweek team, which helps. Uh, and another way to bounce back: uh, get some runs, get get some get some runs on the board, because uh, it'll just do dividends for your confidence uh, going forward. Uh, because you are only a couple weeks away from uh, Auburn taking on Missouri, and then of course after that week. You, you got Arkansas, which is Bree Ellis, who is probably not going to be the nicest person to the softball whenever it's going over the plate in front of her. So, of course, looking forward to that. Jane B. Moral, Memor- Jane B. Moore Memorial uh, is this weekend. And then, of course, you have a midweek. And then, of course, so two weeks from now, SEC Conference play starts. And this team still lacks an identity offensively on the at the plate. So, Try to find that this week. If not, you, you got to find it in the, this weekend. Uh, you're, you're running out of time to kind of skate by against teams, and you can't rely on Matty Pinta forever because the bats aren't there. Hey, you're going to struggle. So I think Auburn's going to win this game. Uh, I don't know. Again, very hard, very hard sport to predict. So uh, with that, that's all I have for today's show. I am Dylan Lark at your boy Tank on Twitter. Also, got me on Instagram as well at Dylan Lark at D-Y-L-A-N-L-A-R-C-K. And, of course, if you're looking for me anywhere else, you have me right here on the College Loop. Where it's like, comment, and subscribe. Leave your thoughts for Auburn football. What do you think? They're, they're, what is your prediction for the record in 2024? What is your predictions for the upcoming sporting events going on, whether they be basketball, baseball, softball, all of those as well. And, of course, if you're looking for us on the College Loop, it's going to be literally everywhere on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, the works, all of those at the College Loop. If you need visual aids, there's one right there for me, Abe Blue Tang and Dylan Lark. And of course, there's one up there for the College Loop. And of course, your tires and our face completely understand it. Just com- I completely get it. Uh, but we have audio versions of the show if you're tired of that. If you're not tired of voices yet, you and you're tired of faces. Uh, yeah, Spotify, Podcast, Google Podcasts, and of course, Amazon Music. And, of course, all that being said, thank y'all for watching. And this has been the College Loop Podcast.